One time I was drunk on a morning show in Montana The host asked me if I had a nickname Said my friends call me the Dirtbag King She said on the air I started giggling Hasn't had me back but now I've got this podcast Welcome to my podcast. Hey, Dirtbags. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road. We've got a great episode for you this week. Christoph from Crazy in the Brain stopped by, and we had a really cool conversation talking about him growing up in New Jersey, just right next door to New York City, and coming over to New York City trying to find the punk scene, just searching through this wild, strange land, trying to figure it out and trying to find out where punk rock was. And... I don't know, just like almost like this goonie just like on this adventure through Manhattan. I I love picturing it. It was a really cool conversation. We have kind of very similar stories, but just different geographically, slightly different genre-wise, but really hit it off with them. And it it was a really cool conversation. I'm so stoked for y'all to listen to it. And I think this one's going to be one of the favorite episodes for those of you that listen to most of these episodes. This is your first time listening to A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road, and you're a fan of Kristoff's or Crazy in the Brains, and that's why you're here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm stoked to have you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoy the conversation. And I'm Chuck. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for being here. Before we get to it, I just want to cover some quick business. I got a show coming up this Sunday with my band, the Space Force Deserters, in Park Slope at PDA Pizza from 12, that's noon, 12 to 2 p.m. It's kind of like a brunch takeover. It's going to be really, really cool. They're doing a sourdough pancake special, and they've got some of the best pizza in Brooklyn. Come by 12 to 2 p.m. Me and the Space Force deserters are going to be getting weird on the sidewalk right there in Park Slope. It's going to be really fun. So hope the weather holds. Come through. We're going to have a great time. Beyond that, we're playing in the Baltimore area at The Depot from 4 to 7 p.m. on October 16th with our friends Icarus Phoenix. I know the show is going from 4 to 7. I don't know exactly when we're playing, but we will be there at the depot. More details on that to come. If you have any questions, email me, adirtbagsguide at gmail.com, and I'll get back to it as soon as I remember that I have that email address. No, I'm just kidding. If you have any questions about the show or anything like that, please reach out to me there. I'm trying to kind of create a Dirtbags Guide as like a separate entity from my music and from my personal life and stuff like that. Like these lines get so blurred and then, I don't know. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to kind of keep it all a little bit more organized. I think the Virgo in me, if that's a thing at all, sorry, astrology nerds, uh, is is really focused on trying to get things organized, I guess. Um, I'm like a Virgo with ADHD, so I'm like bad at being organized, but I really try to be organized. So I just end up spending a lot of time working on systems and stuff like that that just get abandoned after a week and whatnot. It's a... Uh, It's fucking annoying. But uh, anyways, I digress. If you want to support the show and you want to help me stay on the air and keep making these episodes, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth and sign up to become a patron of ours. That's C-H-A-R-L-E-S-E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H for those of you that were wondering. If you're not familiar with what Patreon is, Patreon's a really cool thing where you can kind of voluntarily support the show by contributing a certain amount each month and in exchange for that contribution you get access to me and different content and things like that that I create early or exclusive content, all kinds of stuff. We're, we're always trying to do more and more stuff on the Patreon and it's a really great way to support the show and my music and everything. So go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth and check out what we got going on over there. 
Another way to support the show is on Bandcamp. You could buy a t-shirt. I've got some stuff left over from some of the tours I did this year, and they're really great designs. Everything's discounted right now, so go to charlesellsworth.bandcamp.com and check out what we got. Also, I'm on like my last 25 copies of Cesarea on vinyl, so if you want that before they're sold out, I'd suggest you go to Bandcamp and order one. Also, while you're at it, get a copy of Honeysuckle Summer because that fucking album rules and not enough people have heard it and the vinyl sounds and looks amazing. So pick it up. Not to toot my own horn, but it's mostly because of all the amazing people that worked on all of it. And I know, I know it's my record, so I'm supposed to say that, but really, like, all the people that worked on that record are just such fabulous humans and so talented, and uh, that's... That's why it ended up as good as it did. I'd really love it for you all to hear it. So if you're not familiar with my music, you can go to Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use to listen to music, and you can look up my name, Charles Ellsworth. I spelled it earlier, in case you're wondering. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. Give me a follow. Add your favorite song to a playlist or two. It makes a difference for me, and it's really simple for you. And that's one way you can support me without having to spend any money at all. Another way you can support us without having to spend any money at all is to subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app and be sure to leave us a rating and a review. That is, like, huge and doesn't even have to be super in-depth unless you want it to be. Just add that rating and that review, and it makes a huge difference for us. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Make sure you're following my music on Spotify. And that's all just some of the best ways you can support me without having to spend any money at all. It's not very difficult and honestly it makes a huge difference and i'm sure you all know it because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast have some sort of project that they're beholden to the whims of the algorithm and the internet gods to kind of get out to a larger audience so you all understand how much it means and if you would just go check us out on spotify apple music all those things subscribe add to playlists follow share with your friends all those things while you're at it be sure to check out Kristoff's music crazy in the brains really fucking cool music really fucking cool dude it's a great conversation i'm so stoked for y'all to listen to this one here it is my new friend Kristoff of crazy in the brains so do you prefer Kristoff, chris uh uh do you, cool. do you have a okay Kristoff? cool yeah. i uh thank you for coming here we got Kristoff from crazy in the brains yo yo so Let's start at the beginning. Where'd you Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. I still live in New Jersey, actually. Oh, nice. Which um, part? Uh, northern New Jersey. So I grew up in a town called Bayonne, which is um, probably most famous for being mentioned in the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, if it's even if it's if that's even uh, notable, I'm not sure. It, it but um, I'd say so. Yeah, I I grew up there. So that's like right outside of Staten Island. The Staten Island Bridge connects uh, Bayonne and Staten Island. Okay, yeah. Um, then I moved over to Jersey City. I went to high school there. So obviously Jersey City is where the Holland Tunnel is, mm-hmm. right? So uh, from there, I kind of like made my way over to New York City. I, n- I never moved. Uh, I never lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. But being so close... Um, it's like part of the city. Jersey City I is mean, like, dude, like... I mean, some people would say it isn't, but I mean, I, it's like... You're in New York City. Like My, you're, you're as close as Qu- Queens to me. You're closer than I am to Manhattan. I, yeah, that's you know? the thing. Like we're so close. I grew up so close. I'm like closer than some of the other other yeah, boroughs. Totally. Right? Um, but so being so close, probably at like 13, 14, uh, maybe even 12, I, I started sneaking over to Manhattan and mm-hmm. like you know just like experimenting and and exploring. Uh, Hop on the path train. Uh, yeah, hop on the path train, which is like a seven-minute trip to 9th Street, mm-hmm. and then just got lost in the Lower East Side and kind of like found my way um, into the punk scene through 
through that. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. A lot of people get it twisted and think we're from New York because we play, like, you know, we're in Brooklyn right now. Mm-hmm. Like, every show we play locally is usually Brooklyn, used yeah. to be Manhattan. So people would just assume we're from here, but we're actually from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what was, uh, you know, what was like, so when you're, you're 12, 13, you start see, sneaking your way into the city, what was that like? Are you, was this on the weekends? Is after school? Uh, yeah. Skipping school? Like what, what, uh, and what did it look like when you like started, like when you first came to New York City is like that age. I was like 19 the first time I came here. It still blew my fucking mind, yeah. but like being 12 and being unsupervised, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I was clueless and I was just trying to find like punks and mm-hmm. like fucking people with. Mo- Sorry, are we allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Um, I always forget that. Like, that's kind of irrelevant now, right? You can just kind of say whatever you want. <laughs> on, yeah, I mean, on the if, internet. Like, maybe if I was like on any sort of big, <laughs> big channel, it might yeah. be an issue. But but with like Spotify and all that, you could just say whatever, right? Um, yeah. So. I was just looking for the punk scene or what I thought the punk scene was. So like, I remember like just getting off the path and walking a few blocks and seeing like a dude with a mohawk and a snake around his neck. Uh And I was like, oh, we found it. We found the punk scene. But really, not really. I didn't. I was like, just like on the cusp of it, maybe. Right. Because I wasn't even that far (laughs) into the city yet. Um, When one person is, it can't be the scene. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But. To me, it was, like, so I would just, run, like, wander around, like, these, like, weirdo, like, vintage shops and, like, uh-huh. music shops. And then I think, like, literally a block away from the path was, like, the Sam's Army-Navy store. Okay. Where I would buy some, like, punk gear. And then, like, I actually met Prodigy from uh, Mob Deep there. Um, I don't know if you guys are fans. Oh, cool, of Mob yeah. Deep, yeah. And I think... That was years later, though. Um, but... Just meeting people in, in, in that in that close area, like just a few blocks away, I, I would like get info from them, like, oh, you should check out Generation Records if you're into punk. So we walk further, get lost along the way, then go to Generation, and then once I got there, once I got, but obviously this is before like phones, yeah, or, yeah. or before I had a phone. I didn't have a phone till I was older, even yeah. though I guess some kids did, but I didn't. So I was just just like figuring it out by uh-huh. like word of mouth and 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 literally getting lost along the way. Got to generation and then from there it was like okay. Then I just bought a bunch of records, bought a bunch of shirts of bands I didn't even know. Like uh-huh. I'm just like, yo, this looks cool like and then and then that kind of you know like expanded my uh knowledge of of like what punk was and like found out about shows and like got flyers for shows and what started, so, like, you came to, you would sneak into Manhattan looking for, like, mm-hmm. the punk scene. Yeah. How were you aware of the punk scene at that age? Like, honestly. What was your introduction to it? Honestly, as corny as it is, Blink-182. Uh-huh. Like, no, I, I, I just. Mean, that's, that's not corny at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, Blink-182 was popular, and yeah, I probably even more hated than Blink-182 will be uh, another example, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers were popular, and he had a mohawk. Mm-hmm. Or, or for like a minute, I think the singer had a mohawk, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Probably not so. even like memorable, but he did. And then like Blink Rain Two was popular, and like I was into, I was mainly into rap. Like hip hop was my first love of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would buy 
Busta Rhymes was the, was the first CD I bought with my own money, and nice. I, it got taken away from not my parents, but another kid's parents took it from me because it had the um, parental advisory on it. Really? My parents didn't trip on that, but since I was with this kid and his parents, they were like, no, you can't have this, like, whatever. Anyway, rap was my first love. And then I started, like, kind of branching out and getting into, like, bands, but I didn't like... At the time, I was, like, resistant to the bands that my parents liked. So, like, Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and, uh -huh. like, Bob Dylan. Stuff that now I love. Yeah. But back then, I was like, fuck that. Totally. So, I was into, like, this pop music that was, like, Blink and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't know, like, like Green Day a little bit mm -hmm. and, like, sort of Nirvana. But, like, that was, like, already old. Mm -hmm. Like, that had, Green Day wasn't really that popular when I was like that age, they yeah. didn't blow. Remember they like blew up again. Yeah. Yeah. They were, <laughs> they were like big when I was too young to like really yeah. know. I liked their songs that came on the radio, but I didn't really like catch on. And then they were kind of like an annoying band when I got into punk <laughs> and then they blew up again and I still found them annoying, but I also like appreciate what, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that American idiot record, like, was fucking huge. Like it was, it was huge, fucking yeah. huge. I was definitely, it wasn't my thing and I was probably a little, yeah. mature for it mm -hmm. i guess um or i like to in the bright eyes at the time oh i love them too <laughs> at that yeah. point i just had gone full emo <laughs> yeah 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 see when it came out i liked it but i was already into punk mm -hmm. right but before that green day was kind of like fell off a little bit so uh -huh, like yeah. but whatever they were there they were cool like all these bands i didn't know i never heard of what punk was i just knew like this is music that's pretty cool to me yeah and then my friend's brother, who was a punk, um, and he was older than us, he was like, oh, this is like, this is punk rock. This is my shit. This is what I'm into. And I was like, oh, whoa. I didn't know it had like a title. And like, yeah. and then there's like this whole image and like this whole movement behind it, which to me was like so amazing. Like, I just wanted to be a part of something because I really wasn't a part of shit. Like, I wasn't good at sports or into sports. I was terrible in school and like failed mm -hmm. everything and just wasn't like, you know, like I didn't have a, a a group to belong to during this time, which I guess is probably the same story that everybody says when they get into this music, right? I mean, that's why the punk scene exists, yeah, you know, yeah. or like that's, exactly. for, for a lot of people, that's where they find their people, is, yeah. is you know, is like you don't fit into these certain things, or, or right. you're just like at that, that especially being a, in your early teens is like yeah. such an awkward, weird time. So and weird. Like, Oh man, I remember eighth grade being like one of my worst fucking years ever. Just like it was fucking, it was awful, you know. And that's yeah. but that's when I started getting into like non top forty more. Yeah. Like not the music, not Zeppelin, like and stuff like that, but like punk rock, like hot punk. water music and um, rancid. Yeah. I wore and out come the wolves just like. Oh yeah. I listened to that record the whole summer love. while mowing lawns. Love, love, like love I'm that in album. my discman while I'm just like skipping as I'm taking each step, but I've, yeah. I needed music. Yeah. <laughs> Rancid was a huge band for me and still is because once I found them, I was like, whoa, this is real punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like because, dude, I remember buying the poster, which seems so weird now. Like I had a, I had a poster in my wall that I was like, gaze at like a little like. It was a poster I found down the shore, actually, in Jersey. It was, like, Tim with the mohawk to the side. Uh -huh. And then, like, Lars with the crazy hair. Freeman and Brett Reed looked, whatever, like, kind of normal. But, uh -huh. like, Tim and Lars, I'm like, these guys are badass. Yeah. I got, I need to look like these guys. Because, like, they just looked so cool to me. 
And when I found that band, they really stood out um, in a big way, like more than Blink, more than Green Day, more than like these other like kind of, not to downplay them, but there was something just more like intense about mm -hmm. Rancid when I finally found them. And like you said, I was like, oh, this is like real punk. They're a little more rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. And then like, oh man, once I found them, like I bought every album and like... Um, I became obsessed, but yeah, like to the point earlier, it's like when you don't have, when you feel like you don't have ground to stand on, and you don't have like a group that you can belong to. Punk really, if you find it, like it really like resonates with you, right? Yeah, so when I found out that this existed, it was like, all right, there was like me and like two other friends were like, all right, let's go to New York because that's where we thought it originated from with the mm -hmm. Ramones, right? So let's go there and let's find more of it. Um, and we did, you know, and it, and then we've been, we've been addicted ever since. Been know? doing that ever since. Yeah. What, so as that evolved, like as you get older and you, you maybe like you're in high school, 16, 17, like at, at what point, like, what did that look like? Were you still coming over here for shows? You're maybe able to get into more shows cause there's yeah. like, uh, I imagine as a 12, 13 year old, it's hard to get into shows. Yeah. I think, I think shows didn't really like we would go to shows that like our parents had to drive us to like mm -hmm. like again i would see like blink yeah at a huge arena totally you know and it was cool it's all we knew and it's all we had at the time totally, like yeah. i couldn't we were too young to get into or we didn't we weren't cool enough or didn't know how to get into like more hardcore shows right yeah. so like that's all we had at the time i remember seeing blink at some huge arena and like there was a mosh pit and I was like, oh yes, like this is like, this is it. This is what I see in like the videos. And so I dived in and I had braces and I immediately got smashed in the face. Oh, and uh, my braces like stuck to my lips. Yeah. But like, uh, my friend was like, oh, we got to go to the medic. You're bleeding, you're bleeding. I'm like, all right, we go to the medic. And the medic's like, listen, like, if you want to see the rest of the show, you should just leave and pretend you never saw me. Otherwise, it's going to be a whole thing. I was like, fuck that. Like, yeah. so I just ran back into the pit and, like, you know, did my thing. But, like, that was cool and we enjoyed it. But it wasn't until high school when we were a little bit older and then we could get, we found our way to, like, shows that we could get into mm -hmm. that we really, like, once, once I, I think, what was the first? I remember, like, getting lost and trying to find some venue to go see Seven Seconds, who at that time, I didn't even like listen to them. I just was like, oh, this is a punk band mm -hmm. and they're playing in New York. I got to be there. Yeah. Same with like the Casualties. Like the Casualties would always play and then even the Bouncing Souls. Yeah. Who, which crazy. Now I'm like friends with them, right? But That's like, wild. <laughs> it's insane. Seen, yeah, that band rules. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Like I literally found them just because, again, going back to Generation Records, right? I, I, I picked up the copy of uh, Maniacal Laughter, uh -huh. and it was like zombies yeah. on the cover. I'm like, I got to have this. Yeah. I don't know who these guys are. but And then after listening to it, I realized, like, oh, shit, they're from New Jersey. Mm -hmm, they're talking yeah. about Journal Square. That's, that's the train that's two blocks away from my high school. All this stuff started coming together. Cool. I ended up seeing them in the city, and then, like, just finding bands like that way um but yeah it, it wasn't until like i would say we we're like 15 16 that we got to really like go to real punk shows you know yeah um and yeah some of them we snuck into some of them i feel like a lot of them were, were i feel like there were more all ages shows 
Yeah. Back then. I don't know. Maybe I'm just remembering Maybe it. you were just seeking them out then because now it, Maybe. it doesn't matter for you. Yeah, totally. Um, although I really like now that like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I try as, as much as I can um, to make our shows all ages, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes, you know, we just don't have as much control over that as we totally. want to. Yeah. But, like, I think that's so important. I mean, dude, I don't know where the hell would I be if I didn't have the opportunity to see all these bands at this young age, that's, you know. That's super true. I hadn't thought about that. Because I'm always playing bars or breweries or things yeah. like that, and it's like, um, I just don't know how much of a demand there would be for yeah. for younger people to see my music. But then I was talking to my friends in Salt Lake City when I was there last, and they all have like kids now. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I should do an all-ages show. They're like, yeah, because then we could bring our kids and come out, and yeah. I could do it at like 5 in the afternoon and yeah, yeah. and you know be done. <laughs> that's <laughs> I need to try that out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that's cool. What, what was your – sh- like when did you start playing music? Uh, I probably started playing around 15 or 14, you know, like before then, like I said, I was really into rap. Mm -hmm. So, and I still am, but like, there wasn't really a thought to play an instrument. I would like freestyle and like rap along to music at home. I remember like, we used to have block parties and like, I was like, they had like the stereo going. And I was like, oh, I wanna, I wanna do, I wanna perform nothing but a G thing, um, by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And they're like, get, get, get the fuck out of here, kid. Like, <laughs> no, we're not. This is not like, we're not doing that. And I was yeah. like, no, it'll be cool. Like, come on, I know. I literally knew every word. Yeah. Um, front to back, and nobody was interested in me doing that at the block party. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I was mainly into rap and all that. And like, even when I got into punk. I wasn't really interested in, 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 in being a musician. Like, I actually wanted to be a comedian. Oh, like, cool. like, that was like, I was always like, I guess, artistic and like, I had like an, like, uh, an urge to entertain. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of being a musician. Uh, and a friend, my, my, my other friend that was into punk, um, uh, his name's Mike, he wanted to start a band. He's he's an investment banker now, which is a <laughs> really? crazy flip. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally the opposite end of 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 the spectrum. But like at the time, he was like, "Yo, we need to start a band." Like I, he bought a guitar, and like he's like, "I want you to, me and you are gonna be the singers." And I was like, "Nah, bro. Like I'm I'm like I'm I'm a punk. I'm the one. I had the mohawk. Uh-huh. No one else had the had the guts to get a mohawk, but I had a mohawk." And, he, and he's like, "What do you mean? Like you you're the most committed to this than everyone. Like how are you not gonna be in the band?" And I was like, "No, nah, like I just I'm here. Like I'm 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 in the scene. Like I'm 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 like yeah, I'm a punk, but like I don't need to be in a band. Like that's not for me. If anything, I'm I'm gonna try and be a comedian. Like when we get out of high school." And he's like, "Nah, dude." And he bought me a bass. Really? Well, actually, before that, I was like, all right, maybe, but I want to be the drummer. Because, again, like, I'm into beats. I'm into rap. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll be the drummer and, like, just, like, recreate, like, Dre beats on, on, uh-huh. on a live kit. And he's like, nah. And he bought me a bass. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, he, he bought it for me. So totally. It was in my room, like, one day, like, after school. And it would look nice. It was like this. I mean, it's a bass I would never like now. Like, it like, almost looked like a bass that, like, someone in, like, corn would play or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, all that was... It was, like, a cheap bass. Totally. Like, metallic blue. 
an Ibanez or something. And it was in my room waiting for me. And I was like, oh, man. Like, all right. So I started playing in a band with, with these kids from my high school. And uh, it was totally different um, than what I'm doing now. It was, it was, it was like, you know, minor threat, like, or like just stripped down teenage punk, you know, mm -hmm. like at bare minimum, like understanding of music. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's uh, why punk, another reason why punk's so awesome is because you can just like be like, well, I guess I'm going to learn bass and then just be playing bass <laughs> yeah. in a punk band the next week. It was that easy, you know, like I, I, I remember our first show, the, like I, I was never really, um, I was never nervous. I was never really like, I'm a shy person like in everyday life, but mm -hmm. when it came to like performing and entertaining, I just like, it just kind of felt right. So yeah. I remember our first show, we were like 15 and it was bullshit. Like, I think you had to pay to play or like sell tickets. Your parents drop you off or mm -hmm. whatever. But I remember just like going nuts and like jumping up and down the entire set, like almost foolishly. Like you probably look back at it now and like, yo, what is this kid doing? Like, he's, <laughs> But, like, my friends were kind of, like, nervous, like, and I'm like, yo, no, this is it, like, this is awesome, like, this is, this is why we're here, right? And there's just, like, teenagers in the crowd, like, probably not a huge crowd, but, like, to me, from that moment on, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he was right, like, I should, I should play music, like, this is awesome, I love this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say 15, it started. Um, you were, you were addicted from that first show, pretty much? Yeah, I loved it, you know, um. Uh, that was really my first, like, experience performing in front of people. I did, like, a talent show in high school. I think I did, like, a few stand-up jokes or something. But, like, that was, like, that was really where it kicked off. I would say 15. But, like I said, it was, you know, I was 15. Like, I mean, Minor Threat were awesome at 16, but I wasn't. Like, <laughs> I, I, it took time for me to, like, you know, get good. Yeah, totally. I yeah. I can I can relate. It's like I've been playing guitar since I was 12 and I'm 35 now, but I don't sound like I've been playing for 23 <laughs> years. There's a lot of years in there where it's like I knew how to play guitar, but I wasn't playing a lot of guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know? So uh, I, I totally can relate to that. How did it evolve from there? So 15, you play your first show. How long was that band together? We we, we As a trio, it was me this kid Mike, the investment banker, um, and Jeff, who, who who was the xylophone player of Crazy in the Brains, he was the drummer. Oh, nice. And uh, we played all through high school. Um, I would say once we hit, like, once we were wrapping up uh, our 19th year of, of life, like mm -hmm. when we were 19 years old, I think people started getting, like, which seems kind of early thinking back now, but I know, like, people started getting worried, like, oh, shit, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. You know, and I wasn't. I was like, yo, I'm I'm here for it. We're playing like squats, we're playing you know, just illegal punk DIY spots mm -hmm. and, and and like we there were pretty decent following at that point. I mean, it was something, you know, yeah. like I don't even know how to like measure it now, like to be honest. I But you play and people would come out. We were playing and people fucked with us, you know, people cool. liked That's us. Awesome. Um and and when you're 19, like, what the fuck else do you want? I never understood that. Like, people are in such a hurry to yeah. grow up. You know, I look at a 19-year-old now, I'm like, you're a fucking child, right, baby. you know? Yeah. But, like, I knew so many of my friends were so in such a hurry to grow up at 19. And I'm like, yep. I never I never really felt that way. I was just in the moment living it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we had a van. We fucking, we lived in it sometimes. We <laughs> I mean, not we weren't homeless. We had families that, like, 
supported us. It wasn't, we weren't, we were lucky in that sense, but Absolutely. we like chose to live in the van, you know, like, yeah. or we'd, we'd spin that thing around and, 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 and play shows. Like we didn't tour, but we like played a lot of shows like around New York and New Jersey. I remember mm -hmm. we played in Brooklyn actually. And, uh, we got, we were walking into the venue and we're totally punked out like Mohawks and, mm -hmm. and, and like fishnets and weird, just crazy outfits. Uh, and there was some kids up on on uh, on a rooftop, and they're whipping bottles at us from the because we were in an area that like it's not. This is like what year would this might have been like early, no, like mid two thousands or something. Uh -huh. like, like I don't know, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something yeah. like that. I don't know. It, Brooklyn was a, at least the area we were Whole in. Different place. It was different. It was yeah, quite yeah. a bit different. At least where we were. At that well, even if even if you were in Bushwick and they're on top of like a factory and you're fine, you know, like or you <laughs> yeah. know, there's all those like abandoned like cement factories back there. That but then there's yeah. like houses next to me. Like what the fuck is? <laughs> yeah. So I could definitely kind of picture that sort of situation. Yeah, totally. It was it was you know like rough, but we embraced it and we like we loved it. You know, like yeah, so totally. We were doing our thing, and then like I said, once we start, once we were like about to turn 20 years old kids started getting you know scared of yeah. like where's life headed so that band ended and uh i was like kind of like blown away because i'm like yo i thought like this was our this was a lifestyle i thought this was like the commitment to we were doing this mm -hmm. and there was no ending in sight um so i had no band for for i would say like a year um or two and I just kind of was like a mess, like just drinking a lot, like mm -hmm. really living recklessly and doing, I was actually thinking about this on the, on the way over, like just doing, just really like not appreciating my own life and, uh -huh. and the value that my life had. And I just kind of thought my life was over because that was the one thing, like I said, like growing up, I didn't find my place. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like, uh, a celebrated student you know mm -hmm. i wasn't into sports i i remember thinking like i don't know what i'm gonna do for a living i think i'll probably end up becoming a criminal you know like <laughs> like actually talking well, to yeah, my totally. friend like and being like what are we gonna do when we get out of high school and like my one friend saying like well i know we can like steal tvs with this dude in staten island and like there's this whole like project we can get involved with where we like we're flipping TVs and whatnot. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We could get like a thousand bucks. And like at that time, like a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Game changer. Like, because yeah. I just, there was no direction. Like, I just yeah. didn't, I, there was no encouragement, encouragement from teachers and, uh, were your folks not super like pushing you to do things or? My, my parents were, were amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, and they, my mom, um, my parents have always my my mom and my dad were always very supportive cool. of music, um, but uh, yeah, and and that you just hadn't found that thing. I that just didn't know what, where the fuck I was going. You yeah, know? and and they obviously they all they knew was like, all right, well, you need to get good grades. You can't be failing out of school. Like, yeah, I got kicked out of my high school. Like, so uh, yeah, like I was very messed up. At, at at that time when I had no band because I was just like, yo, this is all I had. Like, mm -hmm. what am I going to do now? Um, I eventually just kind of pulled it together and just, I don't know how or why, but I just 
It was like, you know what? Uh, let me start and let me let me try this again. Like, let me do my own band. Like, because yeah. at that point, I wasn't the singer. I wasn't the front person. I wasn't. I was contributing lyrics because I love to write lyrics. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was cool with being like the side piece or the side yeah. guy, right? In the totally. band, like playing the bass, just kind of on the side, like you know, doing my thing. Like I was very comfortable in that position. But once that all ended, I ended, I was like, all right, well, let me take a crack at my own music. Um, so I just started writing songs on the acoustic guitar. Super primitive. Some of those songs are available on our Bandcamp today. Um, a few of them, not all of them. Maybe someday I'll let them all yeah. out. But like, you know, that's weird. That's like a very vulnerable thing too, because it's like you listen back to that your first attempts mm-hmm. at songwriting. It's like, damn, like I was so. Sometimes you scrutinize and you're like, I sucked, you know. Like, but also you sometimes I look at it, I'm like, no, nah, it's actually awesome. Like that, like I had that I was just like going for it, you know. Like and, and yeah, just, totally. and just like like in that moment, like that's the best I had in, in in that moment, right? And I put it out there. So well, and that's the only thing I've really ever had going, or like not ever, but what I had going for me. I had a very similar situation. Band broke up when I was like 21. I was the bass player. It was like all oh, I cool. ever wanted to do, you know. Yeah. And and the singer just quit because he was like, "This feels too much like a job." Right. And I'm like, "But this is the best job." Like, what are you talking about? Like, every yeah. job feels like a job, but this is the best one. And I was so like in a lot of ways, I've. It was my songwriting was born out of spite because like oh, he wow. wrote most of the songs. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. but the only thing I really had going for me was like, was the fact that I was willing to just go do it. Yeah, you know. And I yeah. listened to that early stuff, and there's like some cool stuff there, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know, like it's not like what I can do now. But yeah. I also, I just talked to my friend Ian last night for this podcast, and uh, um, he was the drummer in that band. Oh, cool. And for the longest time, he, he, he like was in a couple of bands since, but then like we were talking last night, he's like, that's the thing that I just wish I had done is just put out music regularly. Yeah. Just like believe, because he was making music all along, but he was like afraid to put it out. And mm-hmm. what I always had was just like the, the fuck it, we ball attitude about it. Or, you know, maybe the fuck it, I suck, but who gives a shit? I need people to hear this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he, and so like, if, so, sorry, not to make it all about me, but like, no, sometimes I love that. that's yeah. the thing that's like the best thing you have going for you when you're young is just the fact that you're willing to just go do it. Exactly. Cause me now I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and start over again when I, like I did when I was 22. Yeah. The, the, the willingness to, to just go for it and put yourself out there is, uh, is super valuable, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I can relate to that a bit too, because as soon as I had songs, just a few songs and, and honestly I would say half of them were even complete. I started going to open mics nice. in, in Manhattan, uh, in the Lower East Side. I, I, I started hitting up the Sidewalk Cafe. Oh, and, man. Uh, rest in peace, Sidewalk Rest in Cafe. peace, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, that's really the origin of, of me as an artist uh, or as a songwriter because as soon as I had a few songs, I just showed up there and I just, I just tried, tried it out, you know? Like, and some songs flopped and then some songs people really responded to Mm -hmm. and that's how this journey really began you know and uh yeah that willingness to um to not be afraid to fail you know like i don't know 
why I have that or where it came from. I think I mainly it mainly comes out in a, in in relation to entertaining. For some reason, like I'm okay with just putting it out there. I'm I'm like too I'm like too far in that direction. I think because even today, even in in, in relation to what we do today, like I'm the one who's like. Yeah, this song's like sixty five percent done. Let's play it live. Yeah, and like yeah. people are like, "Yo, oh, like hold on." Like I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Let's see what the crowd thinks. Yeah, let's see how it feels. Like, um, cause I'm just not embarrassed. Like, like there's always another idea coming. You know, if that one, if that one sucks, then there's another one behind it. Like, and yeah. don't, and and like, don't, don't feel like your failures, or even if you want to call it that because i wouldn't consider it's all you're learning something it's a learning experience and don't define yourself by your failures right because you have to fail to succeed so like yeah man as soon as i had a few songs i just showed up the open mic and 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 that's where i I started to to grow and develop uh as as an artist you know and I, i i i got a lot of love for that scene you know even though i guess we're i've kind of moved or outgrew it in a sense. Yeah, it's hard oh. to play open mics now. I won't say I won't say I outgrew it though, because honestly, I, I'm always like, I always go back at some like I I went to an open mic not too long ago just to see yo I want to see like totally just connect with these artists and 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 that feeling and that vibe and I think I can't do it every week or like twice a week like I did when I was younger though that I don't need to anymore you know yeah. like but. It's still something that I appreciate, and I think I'll always check back totally. at some point, you know? When, like, early on in your songwriting, um, and when you're going to these the open mics and whatnot, is there anyone that you can think of that was, like, specifically really encouraging? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, but Adam Green, uh, I don't know if you guys know him. He, he's from that band, The Moldy Peaches. I know The Moldy Peaches. So, yeah, like, Kimmy Dawson, Adam Green, they were uh-huh. in The Moldy Peaches. He came from that scene. They're actually the reason why I even showed up at the Sidewalk Cafe because I was a big fan of the Moldy Peaches. Um, I love that blend of like abstract, artsy, mm-hmm. like weirdo, yeah. like punk, I guess, with just like folk music. Yeah, um, I loved it. I loved the outfits and 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 just the weird lyrics, which is something that was like really inspirational to me back then and still is. So they're the reason I showed up there because i'm like oh they came from here also like Beck and like regina specter they all came from there which i was i was a fan of too uh-huh so they're the reason I, I showed up there and then i ended up meeting them or more specifically him and he was like yo uh, i like what you're doing like this this is cool and i was like oh like i couldn't believe it you know he ended up being he featured he's featured on our first album a song called mexico That's he awesome. sang a verse so yeah, he he was like a more notable, I guess, um, supporter. But like that scene was really supportive of what we were doing and what I was doing. And, and uh, yeah, I th- I would I will always like, you know, have a lot of love and appreciation for that scene uh, because I didn't. I don't know who else would have embraced and encouraged what I was doing because it wasn't quite your classic punk, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it wasn't, it didn't really have, like, a solid definition in in the early stages. I don't know if it does now either, but, yeah, that that sounds pretentious. I don't mean it like that. No, I I can, I totally get what you're saying. You know, like, 
sometimes I struggle with like where to put my music in front of people because it's like I don't know what crowds are into my music because it's just like it's just the stuff that I make. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't. Genres are, are honestly corny, and they're, yeah. they're, they shouldn't be as relevant as they are. But yeah. like humans love to categorize things. Totally. It's like the only yeah. way we know how to wrap our minds around th- something, right? <laughs> but like, yeah. they they incur that scene encouraged what I was doing, and they also inspired like the the idea that it doesn't matter, right? Like, just do do what you want to do. There's no like, rules. You don't. There's no rules. There's yeah. no. I mean, people people would literally show up there and take off all their clothes, play ass naked. <laughs> and sometimes the songs were literally terrible, like yeah. not good. But like I I took inspiration from that just as much as I took from like really deep um like beautiful songwriting, mm-hmm. you know, like I took inspiration from the good and the bad because and just the 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 courage that that people had in those open mic scenes where people yo people would show up there you get eight minutes to perform but you pick a number and you may you may play at 8 p.m you may play at 3 30 in the morning but like people would stay till 3 30 in the morning mm-hmm. just to play that, those eight minutes you yeah. know when they don't know who's going to be there there could be three people there there could be a crowd people could be into it people could hate it but that like necessity like like they like the artists that were there they had to do this like mm-hmm. it was not like it's not a hobby it's not a it's not like a like a side gig it's like it, it, it was it was like survival for these people and i really related to that you know yeah. um so it's cool like i said i i, I got a love a lot of love for that scene and uh <clears throat> how did that evolve did that evolve into crazy in the brains yeah that that like essentially was crazy in the brains um and it it evolved there and then i sort of evolved away from that scene after like you know it started as just me and then jeff who was the drummer of my high school band um he jumped in on on xylophone cool and that really resonated with this scene because it was so weird right yeah oh it's really not that weird but like just that particular or, yeah. or peculiar. Yeah, like to 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 a lot of people, it, it felt weird, right? So then we added bass and drums, and and the, and the bigger, not even the more successful, but but the bigger like sound wise that the band got, I think, the more we outgrew the open mic mm-hmm. rooms and the open mic scene. Yeah. So then we started playing more like traditional punk shows because. It took it took like the punk scene, the traditional punk scene, a minute to like understand us. Yeah. And once, once I started playing more electric guitar and less acoustic, and once you know the sound, like I said, just got bigger, started playing more punk punk shows, you mm-hmm. know. And then we kind of like just started growing, evolving, like naturally over time. Then they started touring and like. Yeah. And then years later, you know. Now we're here. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, when you were, I mean, I kind of want to go back a little bit, and because yeah. you said between when you the your what was your high school band's name? Uh, terrible names. The first name was Notify Simon. Notify Simon. No meaning at all. <laughs> and then we we uh, the guitar player, um, he had this idea that he wanted he wanted people in the crowd. He he named this the band the 
Gorilla Dicks because he wanted to do a chant that said "Go Gorilla Dicks," like Gorilla Dicks. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but the name kind of looked cool, like yeah. written out, like Gorilla Dicks. Um, so we were like, "All right, fine." Like you're, he was like the guy of, uh-huh. he was like the visionary of the band. Uh, like I said, he was the singer and yeah, he wrote most of the music. So we're like, all right, dude, fine, that's cool. So yeah, those are, those are my two high school. Nice. Bands. Oh, uh, and then there was another band called the Kids. Kids. But you know, Johnny Depp also had a band called the Kids, which we didn't know. I didn't know. That. Uh, but yeah, those were those were our high school bands. Cool. And like in that that time between um, between when the band broke up and mm-hmm. then you started playing and writing your own music, you said you were you were drinking and just like not didn't have a whole lot of like direction. Um, direction and um like w- being so early such an early adopted or uh, trying to find the punk scene at such a young age did that come with you know drinking early and and whatnot or, or like kind of having a like an early introduction to to mm. partying and whatnot honestly actually no because uh i got into minor threat and the song out of step mm-hmm. um i thought was really cool and like jocks and like bros were like always very like connected to like the partying scene and like drinking mm-hmm. and like Coors Lights and, and yeah. Twisted Teas and all that was like, I like was turned off by all that because I didn't like really relate to those people. So I was like, oh, if this, if this is what like the whole like partying scene is like i'd rather separate myself from that uh-huh. and not be involved in drinking and, and and all that um and then yeah like i heard out of step and i was like oh here's more reason to not if, if my minor yeah. threat has a whole has a whole song about this mm-hmm. and i and i really like related to to the, to the lyrics at the time so i didn't drink till probably the end i think i started drinking when i was like 19 okay uh or or, or maybe 20 um so I was a little bit late to the game, uh, but like once I got in, I kind of like made up for lost time because yeah, totally. I just went crazy. Yeah, and I was really just into the whole self destruction, like you know, like attitude and like and mindset, like that. Like I just kind of, re- it just kind of resonated with me because I kind of felt. I don't think I valued myself, like I was saying earlier. I don't. I don't totally. think I really like took value in like who I was and what I had to offer to the world, you know? So, like, I was kind of like, whatever happens, happens. We'll see what happens, you know? I yeah. took a lot of ch- I took a lot of chances and a lot of risks that I'm really gr- grateful for that I made it through. Uh-huh, yeah. And it kind of, like, I don't even like to think about it, the shit that I've done, because it's like, I don't know why I made it and some other people didn't, you know? Like, yeah. Not really yeah. with drugs. Like, I wasn't, like, into drugs. Mm-hmm. I think I had uh, family members... Uh, uh, one specifically who who really has been struggling with drugs my whole life. Mm-hmm. So knowing that so closely, it really turned me off to like drugs. Yeah. Even though drinking is really not any less dangerous. They're, they're categorized differently. They're like, categorized you differently. Know, and, and, it, and if our society categorizes everything differently like that, it's easy for, for you to disassociate those two things. Yeah, for me, I just put them in, in different categories. And I was mm-hmm. like... Drugs to me, like, was like not like I was very like strict about that. Uh-huh. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna dabble in that too much, like, really at all. But drinking to me was like, oh, that's fine. And I 
fucking push the limits on that shit. And like I said, I got there's a lot of chances that I took that I'm really grateful that I made it out. And uh, you know, I don't think you could live that way that long uh, and 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 see see uh, much of a future. You know, so yeah, eventually, no. eventually, I gave it all up. You really, know? and and I stopped I stopped drinking uh, a few years back. Um, but it took me time to get to that place, you know, like yeah. well into crazy in the brains. Yeah. That's I was a, pushing the limits. You know? Yeah, no. And that's uh, my relationship for a long time with it was you You talk about how you didn't see your value. And I yeah. think uh, my value or my identity was so wrapped up in it. Yeah. In the partying, you know. Totally. And, it, and I thought like for a long time, I was like, I'm going to write folk country music i'm whiskey drinking chuck you know yeah. like and that's my identity and my my brand you know mm -hmm. and then but at a certain point you live that hard for that long at a certain point you either like double down and keep going or something you know tragedy strikes or yeah. or you kind of like look around and you're like fuck i think i kind of want to do something else you know? yeah yeah um, yeah at some point um I had to just put, I just had to put a, a hard stop to it, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I, and I tried to, I tried to like dabble and be like, oh no, I'll just like do it a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll just drink sometimes. And, and I just, for me, that wasn't working. You yeah. Know? It was all or none for me. I was either like Sid Vicious or I was Ian McKay yeah. or, or, or neither of those guys and just me, you know, like yeah, totally. I, just, I just, I just had to cut it off completely. And, but I'm not, you know, like. Where where I I bring up I I keep bringing up minor threat right but like where I don't really relate to that whole thing is like where Fugazi took it where it's like I'm not really about you know trying to project rules onto other people you know like I, yeah. I I'm not I like I do this for me mm -hmm. and however you want to live your life you live your life you know what I mean totally like, it's just it's just I found a way that works for me you know like, no that's that's awesome um, I think. Uh... I like I try to tell people all the time because they'll find out that I don't drink or whatnot and they'll be weird. I'm like, dude, I'm not the beer police. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. want to be a cop in any way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but like, and it's like I didn't quit drinking because you had a problem. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't I, quit drinking because your life was falling apart. It was, yeah. it was me. You know? I feel you on that. I'm the exact same way. I I honestly don't even really talk about it that much. Even though now more more recently, I've I've decided to talk about it a little more when it mm -hmm. comes up because I think I think it's it's something that people could maybe, you know, get something from. It's 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 a story that people could could maybe um, get something from. And totally. and and I th I think the reason I avoided talking about it is, is exactly what we we're saying. Like I never wanted to come off as like a preachy. Totally. Because I just I like you said I'm I'm not a cop in I'm any not way. That yeah, yeah. 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 I, no, I'm, I'm not here to police anyone on anything. Even yeah. even if it's things that I don't agree with or whatever like i'm not here for that like that's not there's maybe there's someone who's good for that a good fitting uh, that's a fitting job for them but it's not mine mm -hmm. i don't want to be the person that dictates how other people live their lives totally um, yeah that's uh it's not that's it's not my I bag feel. you know well and i think like sharing within re you know if you uh if you don't want to talk about you know your relationship with substance mm -hmm. then it's like that's totally fine you know yeah and, but i know like in all the years leading up to when I finally was like, okay, I got to Something's got to fucking change. You know? <clears throat> yeah. In all those years, every time I heard like a podcast or, or someone I looked up to who had mentioned that they, they didn't drink anymore or whatnot. It was like kind of like an extra, like little bit of like, um, 
you know, just being like, man, maybe I should do this. Yeah. Or, or maybe maybe it's the right move for me. And it was never about other people. It was just about, like, what was right for me. Yeah, it's you know? it's it, it can be a great source of inspiration. Uh, and that's that's definitely part of why, like, I thought I kind of changed my tune on it. And, like, yeah, you know, I'll talk about it. Because that's essentially one of the main motivations or, or one, of, one of the most, you know, valuable... Uh, gifts that you get back from like putting something out there is 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 getting to inspire someone in in, in, mm-hmm. in a positive way you know like that's to me that's the most valuable part of um being an artist like when i when i can play you know we get paid money and that's cool and it's it's necessary to keep the machine and, and mm-hmm. moving and, and to and to live in, in in this society the way it's built but like when we play a show and like someone comes up to me after the show and like cries and is like yo like this song did this for me yeah that's like holy shit like that's the most valuable thing you i could possibly receive you know yeah like and it's crazy to me that that happens like yeah, totally every, when it happens i'm just like it, it makes me emotional myself i'm yeah. like holy i guess because i'm just like i still feel like so grateful that anyone even like cares you know like when also you were that you were that kid once you're that that was looking for a place to belong or or like something to identify with or you know and then then you heard a minor threat song or rancid or something and it did that for you i i recently got to meet uh chris number two from anti-flag because we played in vegas and like he was just at the show like which was crazy because i loved i loved them growing up yeah and i was like dude not to be weird, but I got to tell you this story. And, and we never met before. And he's like, nah, man, it's not weird. Like, immediately he was just very cool, which yeah. is awesome because you never know with that, right? Like, sometimes you yeah. meet people who you grew up really admiring and they're not cool. Well, yeah, know? they say don't meet your heroes because they usually <laughs> yeah. disappoint. Which has happened to me, too. Uh-huh. But I say that happens less than... than, than well, just try not to have heroes who are assholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so okay. I met Chris number two. I'm like, yo, I gotta tell you this story. He's like, yes, tell me. I'm like, I saw you guys play at the Chrome Club Chrome in New Jersey, which is gone now because somebody got stabbed at a show there once. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic Crazy. story. But they played there, and it was an album release, and it was ten dollars to get in, and you also got the CD, which is mm-hmm. awesome, insane, yeah. all ages show. They played, it was a bunch of other bands, too, that were, like, like pretty big bands. And uh, I met them after the show, and I was like, yo, can you sign my con- my Converse? So he signed it. And then my homie was like, yo, look at his back patch. I had a back patch of my band. It was Notify Simon, um, high school uh-huh. band. And he's like, look at his back patch. Like, that's his band. Um, and he's like, hey, man, like, never give up. Like, or something like that, like... Yeah, and I told him that story, and he was like, "Yo, man, like, and look at you now. You're here. You're playing. Now right? you're playing in Vegas." And I'm like, "Yo, dude, amazing!" Like, um, yeah, it's full circle. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so that's really cool. Those moments are great. Like, like I said, I feel like those moments are almost more valuable than than the paycheck. You know, totally. Um, um what's your well? Uh, I've said this a million times on the podcast, but BB King said they don't pay me for performing; they pay me for the travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I'd, I'll perform for free, but mm-hmm. you know, and so. But then there's that. Uh, that's like that it's bonus. True. That's amazing. It's, yeah. What? When did you first start like touring? Like, was that with Crazy in the Brains? And um, what did that look like? Yeah, my first tour 
was with Crazy in the Brains, but I was solo. And I, op- um, there was this punk band who are not a band anymore. Um, there were these high school kids. They were called the Stun Guns. They were literally in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think the youngest kid was 16. Um, they were, I was just friends with them. Like, I just knew them um, from the punk scene. And they were going on tour. And they were like, I think I saw them at a show or something. And they were like, yo, we're going on tour. I'm like, oh, man, that's fucking great, man. Like, like I was happy for them, but I was also like, fuck. I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. Like, yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, we need a van, though. And I was like, oh, I have a van. Because I had a band from my band that broke mm-hmm. up. And they're like, oh, man. Uh, but I think only, like, one of them had a license. And I was like, yo, let's, like, I'll tour with you guys. Like, um, you guys can use my van, but let me open for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, yeah. But, like, we're, like, opening for other bands. Like, it's not, like, their own tour, right? Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Like, just give me, like, f- like 10 minutes of your set time. Uh, I'll play five songs. And uh, that'll be me opening for you. And then, you know, you don't have, I don't have to get paid. Like, I'll just sell my own merch. Whatever. Like, we'll use my van. You let me, give me 10 minutes of your set time. It, probably, it, was, it might have been less than 10 minutes. I don't yeah. know. They're like, word, let's do it. Um, so we toured for, like, a month like that. And all around the East Coast? Just all around. Uh, we went all the way up to Florida. Um, I think it was like over a month, honestly. And it was, I was just me, acoustic. So that was my first tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tours were very DIY um, up until probably like not that long ago, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> until, we, st- till we, till we started working with a booking agent and like, you know started opening for bigger bands and then like mm-hmm. tours got a little bit more uh not luxurious but like for lack of a better word like there's actually little, money a little on. more comfortable yeah, yeah yeah totally did you uh i mean how diy like what, what was some of the you like dumpster diving you for food oh or, all that yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I remember <laughs> we played in uh this is way back but we played in alabama um and I don't know how I book. I don't remember how I booked the show or where I booked. Yeah. Why we were ended up at this venue, but we did, and we show up and there's a huge American flag, like massive, um, behind the stage, uh-huh. which is fine, but like in the context, I was like, ah, huh, like yeah. not that I have anything against the American flag. It's just you had to be there. Well, it, it just was setting off. It, an American flag in the South, or in certain places or certain <laughs> yeah. settings, can feel like yeah, not just the symbol of the American, right. like all the bad parts of America. It, that's what it felt like when yeah. I walked in, and then there was a few, there was a few um, dudes with cowboy hats. Again, nothing wrong with cowboy hats, mm-hmm. but we're, we're we're loading in. Uh, Here, one sec. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, no problem. The dog is crying. <laughs> Come in, my boy. Okay, um, we'll, we'll try out having banjo in the in the room. His name's Banjo. Yeah. Oh, awesome, buddy. What up, dog? Banjo. Hear your tongue slapping on the mic. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Banjo. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Let's yeah. See if I can get him to stay there for a while. <laughs> um, yeah. So we walked in. It was weird vibes. Um, nothing like overtly threatening but like mm-hmm. undertones or whatever um, yeah then this kid comes in and uh he immediately he he immediately walks up to us and he's like dude 
why are you playing here? And I know I don't know this kid. Um, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I saw that you guys were playing here online, and uh, I was like, I need because he lived near there, um, uh -huh. but he wasn't from that area. But he lived near there, and he was he was aware of like uh, the vibe over there. Like, yeah. And he's like. He says, like, as a person of color, I would never walk in this place. Uh, and he's like, I know you guys are from the East Coast, and you also, like, sh I mean, we're white boys, but, like, he's like, you shouldn't be, like, no one's going to fuck with you here. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, word. It's like, it's really like that. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, ah. He's mad cool, too. Like, we're, we're like, he got a drink. Like, we're, we're, we're it wasn't like leave immediately. Like, yo, we got to bounce immediately. Yeah, it's not like green room status. No, no, no. <laughs> I never saw that, though. And oh, man. you know what? You I was that. telling this story to someone, and they brought up that movie. Yeah, you And I was like, it. oh, it's shit, so I, I haven't seen that. Anyway, this yeah. kid, like, he was a fan of us from the internet. Like, uh -huh. just found us on the internet. He's That's like, cool. He's like, bro, I'm glad I found out you guys are playing here because uh, you got to be careful. Um, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to bail on the show. And he's like, no, no, like, play, but, like, let's bounce afterwards. Um, so that's what we did. We played and bounced. It was fine. Like, we didn't get fucked with. But um, nobody fucked with us. Nobody yeah. liked us, right? Yeah. Like, and then it was time to get paid. Um, so I go up to the guy, and I'm like, you know, yo, dude, like, thanks for the opportunity. He's just, like, not even giving words. He's not even saying words. He's just, like, uh -huh. uh, uh, whatever, grunting. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, like, we agreed on, um, at this time, like, $100, like, yeah. uh, uh, can, can, can we get the payment, like, we agreed on 100 and he's like, there's no payment, like, I'm like, oh, dude, like, we agreed on 100 like, I have the email if you want to see it, and he's like, there's no payment, and I was like, and I'm like, looking around, I'm like, I, I got no backup here, like, yeah. like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, if this was somewhere else, you know, I'd be throwing, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, especially at that time too, right? Because like I was a little more, I was still drinking at that time too. Yeah. I wasn't drunk at the moment, but uh, I, but a hundred bucks also meant a lot more back then too. A hundred dollars like, meant a lot in, yeah, in that like moment the, because we're 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 from Jersey, we're in Alabama, like we still we're so far from home. Yeah, we're also we need it. We literally need it to get to the next the next show. And we need the next show to keep continuing. We need yeah, totally. the, every every dollar is necessary to get to the to next, get to the next place, town. Right? Yeah. So I'm like pissed, but I'm also like, all right, I can't. It's I need to put my emotions aside because if I start spazzing out on this person, like I'm gonna lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not winning this fight. Like yeah. so I'm like, so like I'm like, yo, look, like this is the like, come on, like can, I'm trying to like level with him like come on bro like for real like can it's just a hundred like i'm literally like from jersey like here's the email and he just looks at me walks away comes back with an envelope and slaps it in my hand i'm like thank you thank you bro i appreciate that like whatever you mustered up some kind of decency and deep yeah. down inside and you paid me and we go outside and like everyone's hanging we're, we're chilling with the kid who, who who came to see us on uh he he's like, oh, like open the envelope. <laughs> I oh, opened no. it. And it was six dollars. Six dollars. Six bucks. Um, oh my god. So we're like, yo, let's just get out of here. You know what I mean? Like we we went to look up hotels in the area, and and uh, every review on the hotel was like, 
I got shot here. I got robbed here. Whatever. This sounds like I'm totally bad mouthing Alabama, and I'm honestly I'm not. Or I don't just, know. There's bad parts of it. Yeah, like everywhere. that was just my one experience. There's places in New Jersey that you can yeah, have that experience. Exactly. You know? there, yeah. There's places in Jersey that you'll have the exact same experience. I've never been back to Alabama, not because of that. It's just my only experience there. Yeah, but my friend Quinlan fucking hates Arizona. That's where I'm from. Is Arizona? Oh, word. And he's from uh, <laughs> Montana, and he had like he ended up in like jail in Arizona because of some dumb bullshit and like yeah. Joe Arpaio fucking shit. Yeah. So like I, I don't want to live in Arizona, but I love Arizona. And yeah. he's he's like fuck that place because his only experience there was so shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> but yeah, that was the grind, you know. I mean, I mean, honestly. We laughed it off and we kept it going because, like, I think our love and necessity, like, it, it, we need, to, we, it, there was no other option, you know what I mean? Like, totally. we, we need to play music. And at that time, like, there was no going home. There was no, like, the show, even though we got played, we got paid $6 and we got treated, you know, kind of weird, right? Like, the show was still important. We needed to do that. Uh -huh. We needed to play those songs. For that one kid, yeah. like it literally, the, the the value that we came, the, the most valuable like takeaway from that whole experience was the kid, the kid who came out to see mm -hmm. us, you know, uh, and you know he continued to buy our records for the few, you know, I, he may still be buying. Yeah. I don't, I think we kind of lost touch on the internet, like, uh -huh. but like I, I I know that he kept in touch with us and would buy like stuff on Bandcamp and yeah. like send messages. It's like yo, like it was worth it. It yeah, totally. It. I told a story on this podcast a couple weeks ago of uh, a house show I played in Tucson once where there was like five people there. There was as many dogs as people at that show. Yo. But then like <laughs> one of the people there that was there with another friend it was her first time seeing me. She's like now a big supporter of my music. She buys my records. Awesome. She's like a patron on Patreon. She's like a, she's like a friend of mine too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it sucks to play a show to five people, right? But also sometimes like something amazing like that comes out of it. Yo, like, I a saw relationship like that. I saw Lizzo perform to not not a lot of people. Really, I, and and honestly, not that long ago. So yeah, like, I mean, she's only blown up in the past three or four years. Yeah, right? and and she she had all the stuff we're talking about. She did all that, and it's like everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. As corny as that sounds, it sounds like it's like should it's be on truth, a Hallmark though. card or yeah. something, right? But it's it's facts, and I think if your love for this art form is strong enough, um, you know, you will make it, yeah, in, in, in one way or another. And 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 your love for it has to be stronger than literally anything else, because mm -hmm. because. There are you're gonna you you're going to have those moments where you get paid six dollars, where you get treated poorly, where you so many other things are gonna come in the are gonna are gonna stand in your way, and you could perceive them as roadblocks, or you could just look at them as part of the process. You know, like if your mm -hmm. love for this art form is strong enough, you know you'll find your way. You know, like uh, well, and that's something that is a twenty. 20 year old or whatever like your band breaks up mm -hmm. um and you're kind of directionless for a while you don't have the experience to realize that that like no that was a learning experience it you know was. like like at yeah. a certain point you look back and you know that it is but 
at 20 years old, you don't, you don't really know those things. Even if it is corny or it's a cliche, like, because it's true that like, I don't know when, when, what is it? What's the saying? When God closes one yeah, door, he opens another two, one. Opens, another yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, I think it's true. I, yeah. I mean, whether it's God or the universe or whatever, whatever you want to yeah. call it, like, I, I, I agree with that. And I think, um, some people think it like for years have just said I'm fucking crazy or they're like, I, I love your dedication to it. Cause like I couldn't, but I'm like, if I just keep doing it and just keep making records that I believe in and I keep, yes. I keep hitting the road and trying to play in front of people, eventually like things just start adding up. I mean, yeah. I may not be as famous as Lizzo got, but, uh, or you could, or you could, you know you what know? I mean? Like it, 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 I think, I think be- belief, in what you're doing and, and, and belief in yourself is so, so, so important. And, mm-hmm. and I know it doesn't necessarily come naturally, but I think some people are tapped into it earlier. Some people it takes time to learn. Mm-hmm. But I think something that really uh, assists the, this whole process is sort of detaching yourself from your emotion or your emotional uh, response to yeah. things, right? Like emotion, I'm a very emotional person. Same, like, yeah. like, and I think that's uh, a good thing in relation to my artistic um, self. Yeah. But it can be a negative when it starts to dictate your uh, decisions and behaviors and you start just like, letting your emotions drive the car, you yeah, know, like, totally. and when I'm 20, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Or it's way harder to not do that. Like my, when band, you haven't been given many examples of no, how to not probably. No, no, no. Every, everything is, is, is driven by emotion and that's when you make mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. like I did, a, again, I did a lot of stupid, stupid shit when I, when I was younger because my, my emotions were the boss. Totally. You know? And now I'm, I'm the same level as emo. I'm, my emotions are, the, are at the same level. I, I can, I can, uh, I'm very, I'm very emotional. Like, yeah. but I just don't, I, I put my emotion in shotgun now. And now, now I'm driving, yeah. I'm driving the car, you know? Um, what, what inspired that change or like how, how have you kind of like developed that skill? Dude, fucking up. Like, to be yeah. honest, like fucking up over and over again. And, 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 and like, you know, they say like, when you're no longer willing to tolerate something, you're gonna change. Yeah. Like, just fucking up and, and feeling the pain of, of my fuck ups, you know, and being like, and, and you just keep doing it. You just keep yeah. fucking up, and, and after a while, you're like, damn, I don't want to feel this anymore. Like, what can I do differently? You know, like. Yeah, well, and being like in your 30s and being a hothead isn't like. Nah, but yo, there's a lot of people that are. Oh I yeah. I know a lot of people that are. Like. Totally and get themselves into a lot of trouble still and it's like dude you i got friends that are like parents yeah it's still like if some person just barely slights them or says something they gotta like fight that dude and i'm yeah. like yo that we can't you can't you oh, can't be no. like going around the world forever acting no. like that no and, and 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 for some people uh, like us right that are emotional that's our go-to yeah we jump whether it whether it's it may whether it's like a violent um reaction or or even like a a protective like reaction or, or even like thinking immediately like yeah i'm a piece of shit i'm worthless or self you know, like, yeah like a yeah, self a it's, it's a visceral reaction to these things instead of a lot like you said allowing your 
Yeah. Like taking a moment and being like, no, actually, how I'm just feeling this way right now. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Maybe I need to wait 10 minutes before I respond Waiting to 10 this minutes email. Is so oh valuable, bro. Like, I, I can't even, like, if I would have waited 10 minutes, you know, I would have avoided so much heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Probably so many. T- but again, it goes back to that's, you needed to learn those lessons. It's a you price know? you got to pay sometimes. Yeah, it is. I, th- I think. Unfortunately, some people pay much higher prices for certain things because of yeah what you know situations and whatnot. But yeah, and and you know you know what's kind of valuable. I'm learning is valuable too, and it's a little harder for me to do this thing. Is um, setting boundaries um, for people that aren't as uh, don't have as much control over their emotions, mm-hmm. right? Because I tend to ha- have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people who let their emotions take over, right? Or like troubled people. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of I know a lot of troubled people, you know, and people that um fuck up a lot, right? And and I have I'm a forgiving person and mm-hmm. and and I have a lot of sympathy for fuck ups. Yeah. People who fuck up. But on some sometimes you got to set you got to draw a line and be like, you know, what? I can't have you too close to me because it's affecting my energy and yeah. my and my um well-being you know and that's that's hard like because you know like they say like there's that saying that you know like you're 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 a sum of the five people that you keep close to you right and i mm-hmm. think there is some value to that like maybe you know maybe not a hundred percent accurate but like i think for me it's important to like set boundaries and like you know i have sympathy i have empathy for toxic people because mm-hmm. i feel like i can relate to that like sense of feeling of, of being misunderstood with yourself but yeah. you can't always have those people or they gotta set boundaries yeah you know? totally because you know you're gonna be you're gonna be no good to anyone else if you're not um right with yourself you yeah know? you can't pour so, from an empty cup no you can't you know you can't and, and you, you can't save everyone yeah. either you know that's yeah. That's hard for me to. We're going all over the place with this combo, it's, it but just but ends up going all over the but place. that's hard for me because I want to save people. You know, yeah. like I want to feel like that's like again going back to the music. Like that's why I'm so happy when when someone tells me that a song of mine helped them. Right? Because I'm like, yes, I fucking yeah. accomplished something. I helped this person. You're a like, helper. That's awesome. I want yeah, like that because me helpers to get taken advantage of. If and that, yeah. like certain people will do that, for it, sure. and that's happened to me, you know, yeah. like many times. And uh, again, you have to, you have to get burned to to learn, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lyric in there, maybe somewhere. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I. That's it's a, it's an interesting <clears throat> thing that I think a like a lot of not everyone comes to these these conclusions of like oh I can't let my emotions be driving anymore. But like I think <clears throat> as you age, it's kind of like a natural progression is eventually being like. Hopefully. Like once something becomes intolerable, you got to change, you know, right. and whether it's like me losing my shit every time someone scuffs my shoes on the subway or, mm-hmm. or like I like some dude got mad at me because I let banjo shit on the sidewalk. The other day. And I was like, <laughs> Yo, I'm going to pick it up. Right. right but right, it right. just like happened to be that banjo had to shit in front of his house. Mm-hmm. And this dude gets like, he's like, seriously, you fucking kidding me? Like, and I'm just like, dude, you get pissed off every time a dog, you see a dog take a shit. Right. Sounds like you got a problem. Not me. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's a much bigger problem going on here than the fact that my dog took a shit in front of your house. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? And But, like, I used to be the person who was fucking pissed off all the time because of whatever reason, you it's, know? It's it's tough to, to, to force yourself to 
think about when someone offends you or you well, let's let's frame it differently if you get offended by something mm-hmm. that somebody does right it's it's kind of it's kind of tough to think sit back and be like all right what what's going on in that person's life why did they react to me that way yeah. right and that uh, that again going back to the getting paid scenario which sadly it happens at any level of you could be at you could be just beginning in music or you could be uh Lizzo or Justin Bieber people will try to fuck you out of money you know yeah totally so like yeah sometimes it still happens not a lot but it happened recently and uh my first reaction was to get pissed yeah. um this time I wasn't in Alabama I was somewhere where where I was like all right you know what fuck this motherfucker like yeah. um so I went up to him very pissed and then mid conversation I, I just I was like, hold on, let's pull back. You know, like, let me not jump down this guy's throat for not paying me. Let let's let me just talk to him like a human being. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't cool. He wasn't he he wasn't cool about it. You know, he gave me the money, um, but you know, instead of even though he didn't he didn't meet my uh, kindness with understanding, I still was proud of myself for not. Um, reacting emotionally and 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 you know like getting aggressive and getting pissed mm-hmm. and just looking at you know what this guy's running a club i don't know his life maybe he is having a tough time maybe he's d- just went through a divorce maybe he had a bad day maybe he his dog just died i don't know what's going on in this yeah. guy's life i don't know why he's ha- he's having it a, a tough time paying me the full amount that he agreed to uh-huh. but I'm not gonna jump down his throat. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get the money, but yeah. like I'm not gonna like seek revenge or tell him off or, or, or something worse. I'm just gonna you know, I, I actually I actually uh gave him a hug afterwards. I'm like, yo, thanks bro, I appreciate it. Yeah. Like thanked him for giving me the full totally. amount even though he owed it to me. Like um but that's hard to do. Like yeah. it's hard to not re- it's still hard, even even though I quit drinking and I'm I'm older and I'm tapped into myself better. It still it doesn't just come like Yeah. I mean Banjo tests my patience on a daily basis, yo. you know, and it's like and he's just a he's just a dog. I find myself reminding <laughs> myself like, dude, if you're getting this mad at a dog, you're mad at something else. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's just a dog. Like a dog he's just acting like a dog acts. Like right. you know what I mean? So you want to just keep getting mad at this thing for being what it is? He's doing his best. Yeah, totally. And so it's like yeah, no, and I uh I thought that about the dude, right? I'm like if he's if he's having a, such a tough time paying me this money and like being a dick about it, there's obviously some something else going mm-hmm. on, you know. Like maybe the club's failing. I don't know. You yeah. know, like who knows what's going on. Financially, I mean, we needed to get the full amount. Totally. So I wasn't gonna like you know, submit to getting paid less, but I wasn't gonna, you know, meet his, uh, his level of dickness. You probably got further because you were nice. Probably, probably right? You know? I mean, who, hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe. You end up with the money, so, and you don't have to deal with that person again if you don't want to. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll probably end up playing there again because it was, it's, it's, it's I won't, I won't like put them on yeah, blast, but yeah. like it's a legit, like known venue. Like yeah. it's, it's a place that, like, a lot of your favorite bands play so you know uh, hopefully we left on good terms because mm-hmm. i i didn't uh, you know freak out on them <laughs> totally there's there's a, i can think of a couple clubs that i'm not gonna play at anymore because like oh, they yeah. were in the wrong but mm-hmm. i just acted completely like the wrong way so now yeah. that 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 relationship is completely severed yeah so you when know when someone's and, in the wrong 
it's hard not to also go to that place. Yeah, but try, but these days I try and be like, um, I'm just wondering, like, do we have, is, was there like a miscommunication or a misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. you know? Cause like, you don't come across like right away me being like, you're trying to fuck me over. It's like, it's like, oh, there was some communication breakdown. I'm going to assume that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's even if you know, the person's like just trying to like short you, Mm -hmm. like that's a way to approach it where they can kind of like backtrack and be like, oh wait, maybe, you know what I mean? Like let them out of the lie. Well, cause sometimes people want to just get out of the lot. If you come in hot, even if it's warranted, their only option is to defend. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're, so you're starting off with a conflict. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, we're just like as good as our evolution allows us to be. You exactly. Know? You exactly. come at someone hot, they're going to want to defend themselves most likely. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's, it's. When, um, sorry, to, well, let's get back a little bit more into, yeah. I, dude, I love getting really deep into that <laughs> yeah. stuff, especially cause it's like been such a big part of my journey the past few That's years. That's cool, man. Yeah. And, uh, but like taking it back to music, um, yeah. what's the past few years of like, it's, you know, you got, you said you've become friends with bouncing souls. You've got to open for a lot of bands and like, like tour with some bands. You like, tell me a little bit about like how that started happening and like maybe like a highlight of like, Oh, we got to open for this band or we got to tour with so-and-so. Yeah. Um, the bouncing souls connection happens, um, through recording with Pete. Um, Pete's a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call him a the Pete. That, I think that's how he's uh, credited on the albums. He 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 was suggested to us by a friend, uh, this kid Jared, who's in this band Mercy Union. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you heard of them. Um, they're they're really cool. They did a lot of touring with Laura Jane Grace from cool. uh, Against Me, and uh, they're homies with the whole Gaslight Anthem crew, which is a, another. Big Jersey yeah, band, love Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, yeah. So he, Jared, is very in that world, okay. and I, I, I wasn't, and and, and kind of. I mean, I'm friends with like Benny. He was the drummer from Gaslight Anthem, right? Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, I think all that music is really cool, um, but I wasn't as tapped into all that as as some other like Jersey yeah. punks. I was just totally. kind of doing my own thing, right? Yeah. Um, but he was and still is. Um, we were doing a split with some band actually it's kind of funny i won't put the band on blast um but we were doing a split with some band who i don't even think is a band anymore and he's and i gave him tracks for the split and he was like yo these 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 recordings are trash he's like he's like he's like i don't like the the quality of these recordings and i was like well that's the best we got um you know like so that's what you got and he's like well how about um, you record with Pete from the Bouncing Souls? And I'm like, yeah, okay. How how the fuck am I supposed to do yeah, that? Yeah, like okay, let me just call him up. Yeah, right. Because yeah. at that time, I'm like, bro, that's a celebrity. That's a that's a punk celebrity. Like, yeah. And he's like, no, you're friends with Jared. Uh, I'm like, yeah. So what? And he's like, well, he's in all, he's in with all those like Jersey like elite like Gaslight Anthem, Bouncing Souls. Like I'm like, yeah, all right, but that's him. Like I'm not the type to go around and ask for just ask for things like that's not yeah. my style so i think what happened was he or maybe he convinced me maybe i forget how it actually happened either he hit up jared or he convinced me all right i'll hit him up something anyway the connect came from jared he was like yo you should you should hit up pete like i think he would fuck with you guys and i here's his number so i hit him up and i sent him music and he liked it and cool. it was really that simple then we started recording with him, and then from there on, I think, you know, pretty instantly we just, like, clicked in a way that 
uh, is kind of special. Like, you know, like you record with people, you meet people in the music industry and maybe you work with them and it's cool. It's, it's all chill. But like this had, there was something, something more to this mm -hmm. relationship from the, from the jump. And, uh, we became really tight and just like a lot of, just like, just vibes. Like we would laugh a lot and just like relate on a lot growing up in a similar style, you know, yeah, like, totally. like. And they were from a different part of Jersey, but like I said, like they had songs rep rep referencing like the trains that I would take, you know, yeah, like totally. and like there was like this. We related to each other, so we started working together, and 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 it became more frequent and more frequent over the years. I never asked him to to to, to open for them or anything, but they just started throwing us shows here and there. Cool, like, open for us here, and like holy shit, Irving Plaza, with Bouncing Souls. That's like two two achievements in one yeah because you know, that's, that's Urban so cool is like legendary yeah so, and then opening for the bouncing souls uh is an achievement in its own so we got to do that twice and then he threw us some like out of town shows where we'd play like three shows in like pennsylvania or like virginia or something like that and then eventually we got to tour with them for like i forget it was like three weeks or something like that um so that's how that that's how that all started and and like honestly it's just i think why it's why we remain so tight is it, it was effortless you know uh -huh. it's just it's just it just kind of grew organically it wasn't forced you totally know? yeah so i yeah, we just we just finished well we didn't finish we just started recording uh new music with him last week we did three days in asbury park at oh, his that's studio dope. his studio is called little eden we did three days and uh, we're going to do three days uh, in two more weeks. And yeah, I mean, it just came together naturally, you know. That's fucking uh, dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, what was, like, how, how did you think see things change when you, like, touring as opening for the Bouncing Souls versus, like, DIY? Like, what, oh, man. Yeah. It, what was kind of eye-opening there? Uh, well, you know, the bigger the, the, the bigger the crowd, like, the more energy there is to... to, to to feed off of you know uh -huh. so like these big crowds are just are just as, as simplistic as it sounds they're just fucking awesome you know like yeah. like it's just more to work with like um bouncing souls crowds are cool because it's like it's it's weird it's like we open for a lot of bands we've we, 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 we've for the past year or two we've been like that's been our job right to be the opening band yeah uh, and so opening for different bands it's like a different experience each time. For the Bouncing Souls, I would say it's it's more like older mm -hmm. crowds, but they bring their kids. Oh, so cool. you'll have like moms and dads at like like three rows back, but then you'll have the kids up front, and the kids never heard of you or us, right? Yeah. Or really don't know the Bouncing Souls that much. They're there because with their parents. Yeah. So like that is really cool because the kids always resonate. Uh, with us the most you know and then mm -hmm. the parents are stoked because their kids are into it and a lot of times at the bouncing soul shows you'll get like moms and dads being like this is my 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 kid's first punk show and he he fucking loves you like blah 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 i'm so happy this was his first experience that's and cool as hell. so that's awesome you yeah because i think i mean it's 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 amazing to win over anyone regardless of age or um but there's something really special about winning over the kids because it's like you know how crucial and important this is to them, you know? Yeah. Because like we were saying earlier, we're talking about how important it was to us. Like, you need this. You need this. Like, I mean, you know, parents need it too. You know, yeah. you, need a get, you need an escape. You need, but like, 
I feel like it's more urgent for um for a teenager. You know? I agree. So I agree. yeah, it's cool. That's that's a cool element to getting getting to open for the Bouncing Souls. Um, but uh, we you know we open for Days and Days. Oh, cool. And that's all like you know young kids and 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 mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, you know squat punks and like crust punks and yeah. stuff. And that and that's cool in its own its own right. Like every like I said every we got to open for Negative Approach, uh, oh, which was crazy. And that was probably one. Like I said earlier, I don't get intimidated by performing. That was probably one of the only times I did get a little, not nervous, but I was like, oh shit, because it was like, negative approach is so hardcore uh-huh. and so intense, and we're just not that. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like, it's hardcore, I guess, in its own right, but not, it's not aggressive in the same way that negative approach is. So I'm like, yo, yeah. I don't know how these fans are going to. You digest what we have to yeah, offer, for right? Yeah, sure. That that can be intimidating playing <laughs> in front of a. It was it was for a moment, but I'm proud of the fact that they took to it like instantly, cool. you know, and, awesome. and which was amazing. And and on top of that, the band themselves, Negative Approach. I got to give a shout out to John Brannon and Harold and Ron and John, everybody in the band, because they totally took us under their wings, like. I couldn't even, I I could never even dream of how cool this band was to us. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think they're they're so hardcore in in their exterior, right? But but underneath, they are inspired by all the same uh, type of music and art that we are. Like, like, it was crazy how much, not that I thought we wouldn't relate on, on stuff, but like, we really related on such a deep, deep level. Like, they were like our grandpas on tour. It was so cool. That's like, dope. That's really cool. And, and how long and, were you on tour with them? Uh, I think it was like a month. Um, yeah, it was it was neg- negative approach, leftover crack, and uh, us. I think that was it. But then we did other other shows with them too. Um, but yeah, man, that that's a band that really like understands like the fucking meaning of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like cool. it's like you could look at them and create your own interpretation of like what their career is right but like the way that they perceive um their reality is like so healthy and on point and like so like i almost want to say like they're tapped into some like spiritual like enlightenment that like Uh not not even like speaking on religion it's not even it's like spirituality separate from religion because it's it's not about religion it's just they're so zen like They're just like present. Yeah, but I, like I, w- I remember talking and we were we were laying on top of the um we had a trailer at the time, but it was a DIY trailer that we like uh, our our some some someone in the band made with his own hands. Like it was like it was like super DIY looking, looked Wild. rickety rickety as hell and like it was funny because everyone else had like legit trailers yeah. and like sprinters and tour buses and like they loved what we had though. They like, yo, this is fucking amazing. And we're like, yeah, it's is it? We got to fucking we got to prop it up with a two by four. That's how we had to hold it up. It was really dangerous because like you know, I, like I don't drink, but everyone else drinks and people are loading gear hella drunk and it's like if this thing slips, this is cracking down on your skull and knocking you out or like. Like no. you know, clipping your fingers, right? No yeah. one ever got hurt. Um, That's good. <laughs> thank God, right? So we had this trailer, which everyone joked about, but also loved, right? And we were laying out on the trailer one night, just like the show was over. We're all hanging out, and they're really tight with like Jack White and uh, and and Third Man Records because they're from Detroit. And like, oh, gotcha, cool. Jack White puts out Negative Approach records, I and I was that. talking to him about that because I just 
you know, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm grinding. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, and I love Jack White. I'm like, totally. yo, man, it's so cool. You did this. Like, blah, blah, boom, boom, boom. I'm talking all my, I'm like really excited. And he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it was cool. Like, this is Harold talking, uh, the guitar player. Like, not really, like, I'm so amped up by these achievements they've, they've like, um, these achievements of theirs, and and he's just like, yeah, no, it was cool, man. But he's like, but your show tonight was great, and 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 I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like, but what about all this stuff you did? Is I like want to hear about it, and and I'm like, he he he's like he's like entertaining, you know, but he's like doesn't want any praise for what they've done. He's yeah. just like, he's he's like, kind of downplaying it, and I'm like, yo, like when we go to Detroit, like I forget what I was asking him. I think I was asking him for some kind of like like connect to like meet somebody or something or or, or or something like that i don't remember specifically what it was like some mm -hmm. kind of business like yeah i'm grinding right i'm yeah, hustling yeah, totally. and he's like man you got to realize like <clears throat> you already made it and 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 i'm just i'm just like i'm like what do you mean and he's like you you guys made it and i'm i'm like well we're on our way you know like and he's like and he's like you guys played a sold out show tonight to to um a bunch of kids like singing singing your lyrics we're in florida right now you guys are from new jersey like he's like you guys made it and i'm like well it's not sold out because of us it's sold out because of you guys and, he, and he's just like no we all sold it out like yeah. i mean it's like a total like hippie way to look at things right but in that moment i'm like dude like this guy's like got the right mindset you know like it's like yeah well, be it's not grateful. All ego no like no ego you know like and it's like he kind of reminded me to be grateful for the journey and to not and sometimes not slow down, but like take inventory of what you have in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's good to be hungry and it's good to hustle, but it's also good to, you know, applaud and appreciate what you're doing, you know? Totally, and I, yeah. And, and, and he was so tapped into that, you know, that I think it was a, it was a big inspiration for me. Cause these are dudes that are like I don't I don't know how old they are but they're old, yeah. <laughs> older right like and um, I think it's important I I think it's important to uh, to stay in tune with with that like level of balance and and not because I think who was it J Cole at some point said this he was like you know if you don't keep yourself in check nothing's ever gonna be enough yeah you know? like and, and there's a balance like stay stay motivated stay hungry stay you know stay active in pursuing um, and, and, and getting better, but also being appreciative of the moment, you know? Yeah, totally. Being <clears throat> appreciative of, like, where you're at and what and the, the distance you've traveled since, like, being, like, a, a kid, you yeah. know, going to punk shows and trying to find the punk scene. It's like you are a part of the, the national yeah. punk scene. Yeah, it's crazy to think of, I mean, like, like our, our one of our more recent songs, right? Punk rocker, mm -hmm. uh, which is a is, is a is a cover of of a Teddy Bear song, but we covered the Iggy Pop the version featuring Iggy Pop, so mm -hmm. it's like a cover of a cover almost. Yeah, crazy, weird, but um, it's crazy to think that you know that song, you know me just being a huge fan of that song as a yeah. kid, like somehow fell into the hands or or, or, or fell into the hands of Iggy himself. Cool. He listens to it. And reaches out to us and tell him tells us he likes it. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking that's right, an insane concept. That's I'm mean, not something. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I would never even imagine that something like that could be possible. Like the granddad of of punk rock, insane. Iggy Pop. You know and, what I mean? Like, and now we're gonna play a show with him in the Dominican Republic. It's like yo, like 
pull away from Instagram. Stop the toxic comparisons, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what Instagram and social media forces you to do is totally. compare. Even even not not in a, fuck the entertainment industry and music. Like even just on a personal level, you're like, oh that that person's dinner was better than mine or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah, it's, it's totally. like it's, it's it forces you like this. The, this chick made uh you know filet mignon and I made like steakums or whatever. You know, like like that's the only way to val like measure value and measure like worth. It's like it's so toxic the way that 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 social media forces you to compare. Yeah these these out of context details of 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 life right so fuck all that and just look at yo iggy pop emailed me yeah dude that's (laughs) insane that's insane i'm not even saying that to brag like i don't i'm not so forgive forgive me if if that's what it sounds like because i'm not that's not me like it's just like yo the godfather of punk sent me an email and he told me that he likes our version of his song better than his own. Like I'm like, yo, that's insane. And now we're gonna play a show with him. Hopefully, we we play the song live with him. You know what I mean? Like these are things that I have to remind myself. Like, yo, I did that. Like that's yeah, cool. That's fucking that's cool. so cool. I have to, and I think everyone has to do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever level you're at, you know. And again, even if you're not, whether you're a cook or you're you're a teacher or you're whatever, like it's important to. Take inventory of your achievements. Yeah. Because take- I, f- I really feel like, not to blame it all on social media, but like society as as it's rolling, like as of now, it's like it doesn't really encourage that. You know, it kind of discourages. Yeah. That, like. No, totally. There's <clears throat> a, um, I mean, like almost it's almost as if like. Oh, cool! That the album you put out last week is great. What are you putting out next week? <laughs> Yo, it is. You know, like, and it feels. It's like, dude, I've made like records that I that are fuck. I think are fucking rad, and that not many people have heard. How do I? But like, everyone's like, yeah. people don't want to like hear the old shit. They want to hear the new thing. You know. Yeah. And I think it's it's important to to, or that's it's easy to lose track of of, of like where you're at and where you've come. Uh, you know, like what, like all the things that you've done. Is we, like, we, we put out a, a, a discography and it's like 50, 55 songs. Um, and that's not even all the songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, we just put it out and it was like, cool, we, we, whatever, you know, like, and we, we, eh. but sometimes like my guitar, our guitar player, Ernest, uh, he'll like remind us like, yo, that's fifty five songs that you wrote. Like, don't don't downplay that. You totally. know what I mean? Like, like, but it's it's hard to not, like you said, because everything is so fast paced. Well, it's know? also relative, you know. Like the the scale of human emotion, like or the spectrum, doesn't change. Like, depending on where you're at, like like mm. Jeff Bezos isn't capable of more joy than me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just it's not like two hundred sixty billion times more joyful than I am. Nah. You know what I mean? It's so it's but he we we all experience the same spectrum of human emotions. It's like uh, that line. Probably no one will will relate to this song because I just weirdly loved um, the Nelly Furtado album Loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's uh it's the one that had like Promiscuous Girl and like a, that's like my least favorite song on the album. But there's a line on that this song uh, Attitude. It's the first song on the album, and Timberland says. Uh, Oh no, the song is called Afraid. Um, Timberland 
I'm giving way more details than necessary, but Timberland credits himself on the song as Attitude, with the name Attitude, and he has a line that says, I don't need a Rolex to know what the time is. And that's kind of to your point. It's like, yeah, Bezos, it don't matter how rich he is, like, he, 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 he feels the same emotions as you you do, He's, right? He like, still has to take a shit in the morning. Like, a Cadillac <laughs> will get you from A to B the same way a Toyota will get you from A to B. So, like, all the value doesn't need to be placed. My boy. <laughs> he doesn't need to be placed in one area, right? Yeah, I mean, there's... Oh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the value is, is much further than just financial. Yeah. Or the amount of likes you get on social media. Yeah. It's like also the experience. Banjo. Likes. Come on, buddy. Um, yeah. Living in the moment is, is very important, you know? Like Totally. The moment is the only is the only moment we actually have, right? Yeah. What's that saying? If you're standing, you got one foot in the future and one foot in the past, you're pissing on the present? Exactly. You know? Like, I like that. I don't know if I've ever heard that, but I yeah, like that. I, it's, a, it's a good way of, of putting that, I think. Um, yeah, man. So what you know before we wrap up what what what's on the horizon you're you're working on a new record right now anything yeah we're, any shows coming up we're working on a new record um right now um we have a bunch of sporadic like semi local shows coming up uh September twenty second we're gonna be in Garwood New Jersey with Susie Moon and Teenage Bottle Rocket um <clears throat> October fifteenth we have a show with uh, Mega Ran. Um, October 14th, we have a show with, which I don't think this is announced yet, but I'm going to announce it anyway, uh, with Joe Jack Talcum from the Dead Milkmen. That'll oh, cool. be in Philly. I th This also isn't announced yet, so I might be, uh, I might be uh, misbehaving, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Tompkins Square Park, there's going to be a, some sort of a tribute uh, memorial for J uh, Jack Terrycloth. Okay. From uh, World Inferno. Did you know about that? I knew about it. I, I didn't know you were playing. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, now people know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be playing that. I'm pretty sure we're playing it. Um, it's probably like 95% confirmed. I know okay. they want us to play. I'm really, I hope we're playing it because that's a band I really love. I, wasn't that like one of the first times you saw us? Mr. Oh, Mr. Fru. Okay. okay. Rest in peace, Eric. So we have that. Um, probably some more shows that I'm... Um, forgetting but they'll be announced at some point we're hopefully gonna be booking a tour before or after our trip to dominican republic we're playing um destination chaos uh, in the dominican republic at the beginning of the new year oh cool with iggy pop and gogo -Go bordello the chats uh thick shout out to thick um they're friends of uh friends of ours brooklyn punk band brooklyn punk thick, band yeah. yeah really cool band um Man, there's so many cool bands on that festival. It's insane. Yeah, I like, saw the, uh, the poster. I was like, damn, that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, Grade 2, another band I like. They're kind of like an oi punk band um, on Hellcat Records. We're playing with Iggy Pop, like a show, a specific show with him. Uh, so that is insane, and we're really happy about that. That's fucking right. That's like way, in, you know, that's in January, but there'll, there'll be more. I'm sure there'll be more shows. Totally. Um, we're re like, we have shows, and we're playing them. They'll be announced as they come. We're really focusing on on the record, mm -hmm. um, new people in the band, new sounds. Oh, yeah. You know, like everything is new. Uh, cool. So like, that's taking priority. But we'll be playing shows. Um, Sweet. 
Yeah, in Brooklyn and in Manhattan and locally. So, where's the best place for folks to find out about these shows when they come out? Where where on the internet should they find you? Uh, I think Spotify and Bandcamp like automatically just slap our shows up there. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't even know how it do- happens. It's some otherworldly magic that I am not aware of. Nice. <laughs> but that and Instagram, I run the Instagram, so I'm always like you know mouthing off and and sharing on there. Uh, Facebook is corny, but we have one, and, and yeah, people totally. people interact with us on there, too. Yeah. So you can find out about our shows on all those platforms. Uh, yeah. So that's everything for now, but I'm sure more will arise. Um, it's just on, on Instagram, just crazy in the brains? Crazy in the brains, spelled out uh, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. We're easy to find. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, this is great. I love sitting down with you. It's good to yeah, get to know you a little bit better. And, um, Definitely. I, yeah, I feel like we got on similar similar journeys, similar timeline, yeah. similar music scenes. It's, it was a uh, rad. It was a rad conversation. I enjoyed it. I yeah, appreciate I it. it too. Thanks for coming on. Thank, thank you, Jeff, you for uh, setting it up. And uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Thank you everyone for listening. You can find yeah. me Charles Smellsworth on Instagram. Uh, please subscribe. Write us a review and uh, uh, give us a five-star rating in the iTunes or podcast app because that makes a big difference. And, uh, yeah, take care. Till next time. One time I was drunk on a morning show in Montana. The host asked me if I had a nickname. Said my friends called me the Dirtbag King. She said on the air I started giggling Hasn't had me back but now I've got this podcast